0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that talks exclusively about the Chelsea SC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, and in a bit of a shake-up on this week's show, in part one, we review Chelsea's huge Champions League victory over Wolfsburg and preview the second leg all at the same time. In part two, we review our return to the top of the table with victory over Aston Villa in the WSL, and we round up the latest news from Kings Meadow. In part three, we look ahead to the next uh, home league game against Burnham City, and in part four, we've got your emails. This is episode 18 of Went to King's Meadow, entitled We're Halfway There. Um, sorry for not singing that, I know some people might have wanted that, but sorry. <laughs> um, before we get started, we need your help to spread the word about this podcast, so if you enjoy what you hear, uh, tag us in the tweet, share us on Instagram, or how about leaving a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, as it helps our supporters find the show. We'd really appreciate your support. Uh, but joining me this week, as ever, is my wonderful co-host Jane. Jane, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, thank you, Dana. How are
0: you? I'm doing very well. Very excited for this one. Um,
1: yeah, very exciting.
0: Jane, since last week, we obviously did the podcast with Mia. and Just messages like, Mia's so great. Mia was amazing. Please get Mia back. Um, most of them were from Mia, um, but there was a few from other people as well. So we listened to the, what the people want. And, and back this week is Mia Erickson. Uh, Mia, how you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm good. Just been playing tennis for two hours. So my face is kind of red. It's not that I'm. Yeah, I just got back, but, but I'm good, Ob- obviously, you know.
0: <laughs> good to hear. Um, let's dive straight in then to last Wednesday. Chelsea travelled to Budapest to take on Wolfsburg in the Champions League quarterfinal. Uh, Jane, take us through the all important information from the game.
1: So, Chelsea lined up this one in a 4 1 3 2 formation with Berger in goal, a back four of Charles Bright, Ericsson, and Anderson, Ingle at the base of midfield. Jean Leopold as a midfield duo and Peniel Harder as a number 10 behind Frank Herbie and Sam Kerr up front. Emma used two substitutes in this game, firstly bringing Aaron Cuthbert on for G in the 74th minute and then Guru replaced Frank Herbie with 10 minutes left to play. This left Mustavic Telford, Blundell, Carter, Spence, Fleming, Fox and Beaver Jones as the unused subs. The stats are as follows. Chelsea numbers are first. Possession, 55% to 45% shots 6 three on target 22 eight on target corners 1 to 10 offsides one each fouls 11 to four, uh, 12 to 14 sorry yellows two to three big chances two to five big chances missed zero to four passing accuracy 74% to 69% possession lost 169 times to 177 times Jules one 47 to 51, tackles 17 to 16, and finally clearances 15 to 4.
0: Now, at this point in the show, we'd normally have Mia's tactical assessment, um, but I'm going to hijack it this week, Mia. I hope you don't mind. Um, Wolfsburg, 45% possession, but 22 shots. Did they tap tap boom us, but the gun wasn't working? Uh,
2: yes. <laughs> That's the short answer. Yeah, I think so. They they're gonna be they're gonna be disappointed, as I I was about to say hell if if they if they lose this one, because they really they 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 got that game in their in their hands I think, uh, and Chelsea they were all over and they didn't have the game in their hands, <laughs> like, but. You are right about
0: that. Yeah, Chelsea definitely looked a bit um, shell-shocked, so we said at the start. Jane, I was listening to London is Blue. They did the podcast review of the game, and they had Andre from France Fight Club, uh, the other Chelsea FC women's podcast on there. He made an interesting point regarding the pre-match video that Chelsea released, and it sort of chronicled all the previous games against Wolfsburg, obviously, that we lost. Uh, I made a point about there being sort of a psychological impact on the team's performance, perhaps that they were playing the history of the game rather than the Wolfsburg team in front of them. Do you think there's a, you know, some truth in that?
1: Um, I think it was a bit of mixture. Obviously, like the video shown, we'd never won against Wolfsburg, so obviously to be drawn against the team, we want to come out and win. Obviously, we want to win to get through to the semis and then to the final. But I think it did make. I think it was more like in their minds, like they have to come out and win. We can't let Wolfsburg beat us another time.
0: Yeah, me, as someone that missed the game due to the, the timing of it, sort of watching highlights, what did you make of that first half performance from Chelsea? Because the highlights just show Wolfsburg time and time again, getting down that Chelsea left hand side and getting crosses into the box. Yeah, what was it about Chelsea's performance that was sort of so easy for Wolfsburg to open them up?
2: Yeah, uh, I I was kind of surprised because like we, we talked about this last week. You know, remember I t- I told you I was thinking that Wolfsburg is gonna go down the sides yeah. on the wings and just attack with crosses, yeah. and they did. Uh, and I, w- yeah, I was at first I, I I thought that yeah, but this is Chelsea defense. They're gonna they have this, uh, but since they they played like more like a four four two with dime with a diamond. and then you know the midfielders they couldn't track back uh, enough. so they they left Jonah, uh alone on the side and I was kind of feeling sorry for her because they I mean I mean going going up against Svenja Hut that was yeah she she i I actually think that Svenja Hut was one of uh, Wolfsburg's best players. Um, And then it's sort of, you know, affecting the whole defense some way. You know, I didn't think that Magda played a bad game, but somewhere along the road during that game, it it sort of looked like they weren't trusting each other like they used to. Um, And I think that was, and, and it opened up, a lot of space uh, from the back to front so they they weren't linking at all between the midfield and uh, and the attack but i mean i just w- when you told me you weren't watching the game i thought oh lucky you because this is hell <laughs> you know like my my heart was racing all the time and you see and you, but but when you look look at a game like that you start to wonder but but why don't they just change you know the formation uh, so they can then help uh, down the wings because Wolfsburg did the same over and over again I I just I think the stats said like 27 crosses or something so
0: yeah sort of watching the highlights I was surprised to see that Chelsea had more of the ball than Wolfsburg because it didn't look like that at all do you think that's what surprised them? Maybe they were expecting Wolfsburg to have the ball a bit more so they could keep their shape a bit more solid. The fact that they attacked us like we attacked teams, maybe that caused confusion?
2: No, I actually don't think that. Because, I mean, both Melanie Leopolds and Pernille Harder, they they, they know this team. Uh, so if that was the case, then, then I would be massively surprised uh, from it. But I do think that, you know... Uh, it, you, you could see that, that Magda and Millie, they, they weren't progressing as high up uh, at first, in the first half with the ball like they, they used to. It showed a bit of lack of confidence. I don't know. I, I just think that they were just feeling uh, the way Wolfsburg was you know, pressing them. Uh, so it was more like that because they, they are good at keeping the ball between them. Um so uh, no, I don't think that
0: yeah, Jane, it's, it's fair to say in the first half we rode our luck quite a bit. Um the post and captain Berger a handball, uh John Anderson off the line, you know, Fed to say it was lucky that we were nil-nil at half time.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought we was lucky. I did I did expect Wolfsburg to maybe get one or maybe even two past us, but Berger brilliantly and Yuna Anderson had a good uh, save as well so we was lucky to go in at half-time 0-0 yeah
0: she likes the clearance off the line I've heard Mia, um, after half-time Chelsea a lot more improved uh, was there something specific that you noted or just Chelsea perhaps playing back to their normal level
2: no I just think they I just think they went out in half-time and told each other you know we have to. Straighten this up, uh, along with some tactical changes, obviously. But uh, you know, I mean, I must say, you know, Wolfsburg they played the best game of the, of their their own season. I mean, their coach actually said that <laughs> yeah, after the game. But then you see these errors uh, that Wolfsburg made um, ahead of Chelsea's goals. They're kind of typical Wolfsburg's defense, so I think obviously they, they were massively disappointed <laughs> with not uh, you know um, getting their chances done. But um, I think that um, I think that you know like it was kind of stable, with Chelsea after the goals. But then the, the t- last ten minutes, and then the penalty, and and you know that sort of shaken, it stirred things up a bit again. So, um, I mean, I agree with with Jane because they were lucky. They, they were lucky. They were like this was like watching Wolfsburg Barcelona in the semis last year. Barcelona had tons of chances, and Wolfsburg scored one goal, uh, and they won. So. And football is about scoring goals. so
0: Perhaps Wolfsburg are missing a striker. Maybe they sold one in the summer. Maybe, you know, who knows um, who that could possibly be. The um, goal then, 55 minutes, played a breakthrough for Chelsea, which was actually was a really well-worked uh, team moved Ericsson into Ingle, back to G, into Kirby. G turned and played in Kerr in one through in movement. And the Aussie rounded the keeper and scored from a, a really tight angle. Uh, Jane, a wonderful goal and a huge moment in this tie, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it was a wonderful goal and I think once we got that one goal, I think the girls sort of felt more confident and they thought, actually, we've got this one goal, we can go on and score more and I felt more confident in them once they'd got that one goal.
0: Yeah, and then 10 minutes later, uh, 1-0 becomes 2-0, a misplaced pass from the Wolfsburg goalkeeper enabled Frank Herbert to square the ball to Sam Kerr, who found Peniela Harder, that was it. That was the striker I was just talking about. She was the one that they haven't have a colleague for. She scored for Chelsea against Wolfsburg. Uh, fantastic. Um, Mia, the pressing from Frank Kirby, you know, winning the ball high up. Yeah, that's so important to what Chelsea do. And ultimately, it could be the difference in the tie, couldn't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. And, and I think, I must say that I think it was... Kind of brave of her, even though I know she, she, she. I mean, the pressure. It must have been some kind of pressure before this game, you know. Uh, and then, you. But but that error that Wolfsburg made that there that's that's kind of typical from their backline because if there's something they may have weaknesses in, it's their backline. You could see, you know, it was Ingrid Engen that. Came running and just slid, you know slid in front of Penella Harder before she just scored. So it wasn't, but then you know that that sort of changed the whole game. Um, I think for Woolsbury as well.
0: Yeah, it certainly felt like it had an impact, um, sort of on the tie. Jane, we briefly mentioned uh, AKB earlier, but she made a few important saves. Uh, but the one from the header. The far post which she tipped over the bar was probably the best save I've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, Emma Hayes called her the best in the world. and You can see why from this performance, can't
1: you? Oh, yeah, definitely. She's recently she's been playing brilliantly. When she first joined, there was that couple of mishaps where we scored a few own goals, but a, over the seasons I've seen like an improvement in her and the way she plays and she's become a lot more confident and like a lot more vocal in games. And I do think she is one of the best in the world.
0: Yeah. I know we've sort of criticized some of her distribution on the show before, but you know, she was fantastic. And that save was world class. Um, Chelsea being Chelsea in the Champions League handed Wolfsburg a lifeline. We love to give away penalties. Uh Atletico, we gave 3-2. Wolfsburg just won, and, and they took it. Mia, some poor defending from, from Magda, sort of not reading the situation very well, diving in and getting caught out.
2: I don't think it was necessarily poor defending. I just think it was very unlucky. And it was Svenja Hutt that she, you know, challenged. Uh, and she had played a brilliant game coming in, from that uh, side all the time. So I think it was just a perfectly well-timed run from her. And then, you know, that what I mentioned before, you know, who's gonna challenge her, who's gonna clear the ball. And then, you know, a half a second too late, Magda took the decision and and it was unfortunate to, oh, that it happened. But uh, I think they they, had straightened things up a bit before that, because obviously also, I mean, that save from uh, AKB, uh, that volley from Fridolina Rolfa, uh, I mean, it was sort of an open goal and, and they were like, um, you know, you, you just sat and watched the ball cross in and yeah, and you just thought that, yeah, aren't they going to clear that ball? And no, they didn't. And uh, so I think it's it's sort of that penalty, you know, it just sort of reflected on the whole defense thing. It was just unlucky that it was in the final minutes, you know, in the final final ten minutes of the game. So
0: Yeah. So I mean some people like to you know believe in destiny and, and fate. And if you look at you know Atletico missing free penalties. Chelsea shouldn't even be in this game, really. Wolfsburg could have won five or six-one or six-two, really, quite easily on another day if they were more clinical. But, but Chelsea really, you know, riding their luck. And destiny, I believe, played a huge part when Chelsea's men's team won the Champions League in 2012. And, you know, it's something similar feels like it's happening here. I suppose it's sort of... To analyse this game, you would say Chelsea are on the ropes. And as we said last week, they tap-tap boomed Wolfsburg with two quick goals. Um... Just a shame that they gave them the away goal at the end. Jane, I'll ask you first, really, to sum up your feelings and, and thoughts on the game as a whole.
1: Um, it's a tough one. Although we did win 2-1 eventually in the end, I did still think, I feel like we could have gone and like put more, not put more effort in, because obviously the girls did put all their hard work in, But I feel like we could have got a lot more out of it and we could have scored a few more goals.
0: Yeah, Mia, I suppose, is there enough positives from that? Even though the first half was really bad from Chelsea, is there enough positives to take from the game going into that second leg? Perhaps Wolfsburg defence making mistakes is one of them.
2: Yeah, uh, actually, two things. It's uh, very, uh, because. For, for, you have to remember in, in this second leg they, they're going to miss Lena Oberdorf and she was the one that was going to pinpoint Penilla Harder. That's what Lurch said uh, that that was her role to pinpoint Penilla Harder. And then I don't know uh, if, if you didn't watch the whole game after or but it was a couple of times where you could see when Penilla got the ball, she knew exactly how to move to be fouled because Lena Oberdorf was the one that fouled her and got the yellow card. <laughs> she knew was she knew that. She knew what she was doing. And that's the positive thing to take into the second leg because they're gonna miss Lena Oberdorf. She's one of their best players. It she's believes, like, you know. Yeah, she, she's exactly and and I th- yeah, we we could talk about that later, but but I think they're they're gonna just have to decide Wolfsburg to take in a defender in that role to, to defend uh, that space, or if they're gonna go all in to attack. But that's one positive thing I would like to you know lift up. They're, they're gonna miss one of their best players in the second leg. Uh, number two is that obviously the clinical, yeah, Chelsea was were 100% clinical. Wolfsburg wasn't, so. I think that's that's the most positive thing uh, of this game to to take into the next
0: absolutely before we talk about the second leg um jane run us through the play of the match vote um for the game need to unmute first jane otherwise no one's going to hear what you're saying on the podcast this week <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry I forgot I put myself on mute I went to sneeze and I was like no one wants to hear me sneeze well, I
0: do right, let me, me try it again
1: Okay. <laughs> right so the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group had their player of the match poll on Twitter after the game the four options were Sam Kerr who received 9% of the vote Neve Charles received 14% of the vote the goalpost and the winner with 61% of the vote was Anne Katchenberger
0: yeah, if anyone's good at maths, the miss percentage I've missed out on the script there is what the goalpost was voted for. Um, I'm not good enough at maths to do that right now. Um, Jane, no complaints there. I think you've got to give it to AKB based on the, her heroics.
1: Yeah, I think she was brilliant and she did deserve. She did deserve to get play of the match because I think if without her in goal, I think Wolfsburg could have got a lot more past us.
0: Yeah, let's sort of look at the second leg. They're not obviously this Wednesday at twelve thirty kickoff. Um, again, uh, Mia, what needs to change from Chelsea from the first leg? Yeah, personally, I'd look at the midfield. Maybe Aaron Cuthbert coming in, um, replacing Ingle. Maybe she was bypassed quite easily by Wolfsburg's runners. Um, what she sort of? What would you do to change Chelsea's performance?
2: Yeah, you know. I I just today <laughs> I sat I sat and looked through uh, you know the games versus Arsenal and um, the three win versus Arsenal and Man- Manchester City uh, both games they have played ver- versus them uh, and this is this is sort of you know interesting because I was um, meeting Norway's head coach the other day um, I interviewed him for for another thing and then he he. We talked obviously about European football and then he just sort of mentioned that the best game of football he had seen in a long while was the one Chelsea played versus Arsenal at home, winning 3-0. And then in in these games, they had played a formation of 4-2-3-1 with Kerr uh, on top uh, to protect the wings, (laughs) obviously. You know, pressing high versus Man City and Arsenal Uh, and protecting, you know, the fullbacks um, more. I know we talked about this last week that that Chelsea's, I mean, defensive midfielders have protected the back line and and AKB a lot. And I think that's what Wolfsburg made them not do this time. And that needs to change. Um, So I would like to see that formation again. You know, with Frank Kirby to the right, Penilla in the middle, and um, G uh, on the left. If they're gonna play G, I was sort of, you know, when watching the game yesterday, I thought she played the whole game, but Erin Cuthbert was taking off. So maybe she is coming in to take the left, and you know, wrestle around with Alex Pop or something. Um, I could see that happen, uh, but I think that that they need to they need to stop. Um, stop them from coming down to the corner flag and cut in and make make these crosses. That's that's crucial because they're not going to miss scoring that many goal chances in the next game.
0: Yeah, talking about sort of defending the wings, Jane. Uh, Neve Charles will miss the second leg due to that ridiculous refereeing decision. Um, I'd assumed it would be Hannah Blundell coming in to replace her, but it was Jess Carter that started at right back against Aston Villa. She was taken off after an hour, perhaps to rest her for the game. Um, What do you make on the right back position for this game?
1: Um, I was quite shocked with the way um, Emma played Hannah and Jess against Aston Villa because I would normally put Hannah in right back position. But I think Jess Carter did have a brilliant game in. The, she only obviously played 60 minutes. So I think she will be starting on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that back four and who plays where. Amir, we spoke about Chelsea being able to score goals and you'd expect them to do that um, again in the second leg. Do you think it's a case of, sort of just standing up to Wolfsburg, um, sort of like two big heavyweight boxers and just swinging at each other Knowing that we're going to score goals anyway and we've got a lead that we can sort of extend, do you think there's a chance of Chelsea doing that or will they be you know, counter attacking and, and try and protect their wings?
2: No, I can't see this game uh, being 1 0 to either side. I actually can't. I think there's going to be goals uh, towards both ends. <laughs> um... Yeah, I I really think so because I think both teams want to score. No one wants to defend uh, a, a lead or or something. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be goals, not a goal goals.
0: Mia's predictions are usually pretty good, so if you like to have a little bet, you know maybe follow that tip. Um, Jane, how do you feel? Yeah, you know, going into the game, are you confident? You know the fact we've beaten Wolfsburg now, that sort of the monkey's off our back. Can we go into the second leg feeling confident that actually we're better than you and we're going to take our game to you?
1: I think we can. I think after we got that 2-1 win, we are confident that we can do it again. And I think all the girls have got to do, they've just got to go out with confidence, get a couple of away goals, and then the game is ours, really.
0: Mia, someone that obviously perhaps watches Wolfsburg, I'd say a lot more than myself and Jane. Will they have belief going into this game that they can, number one, stop us scoring, and uh, two, beat us?
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was sort of, you know, giggling to myself watching the tweets during this game. Uh, like, uh, a lot of the tweets was, were about, you know, how Wolf, Wolfsburg played physically. But hello, uh, watch a game between Bayern and Wolfsburg and you, you, will, you will see that this is the way German, German football is. Uh, and, and to be fair, you can see that in Melanie Lopold as well. And you can also see that, that's what I was uh, talking about earlier, you know, seeing Penilla Harder, she knows that. She knows they are going to foul her if she, instead of turning uh, and just run, running straight, she cuts you know, to, to run, try and run past, you know, like three Wolfsburg players. And one of them is going to foul her. Um, and that, that's the, that's the way they play in Frauenbundesliga. So I was like, you know, uh, but this is Wolfsburg. Um, and even though, I mean, I'm a, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I am a fan of Wolfsburg as well. And I'm a fan of the way they play. Because it, it's fine, it, it's beautiful football. And and I I can sort of agree with, with people saying that Chelsea necessarily don't play beautiful football, but they win. Uh, and a win is a win. So it's nothing like that. But the way Wolfsburg played this game, it was beautiful football to watch. It was fast, it was fluid, you know, and Chelsea need to They need to handle that better because otherwise Wolfsburg is going to win this tie.
0: Yeah, and I suppose they have the experience of these big games, big situations and and winning them. Whereas Chelsea, when they face big teams like Wolfsburg, historically haven't done that. So although they've got one win, we're halfway to the victory. We still need to do another match. And win that, and perhaps that plays into Wolfsburg's hands that they have a bit more experience. Although Chelsea do have players in their team as a team, as a unit, they've not been able to, to do that as of yet. Um, but hopefully, that all changes. Let me pick a team then. And going on Mia's advice, it's four two three one. uh, Berber in goal. I'm going with Blundell right back, Bright, Ericsson, Anderson in defence, Lewipolds and Cuthbert as a midfield too. With Kirby Harder and G behind Sam Kerr. Mia, a fantastic team, no changes, nothing, just perfect. Yeah?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh, we talked about, yeah, maybe Erin Cuthbert uh, will come in to take G's position. And I also want to see Hannah Blondel on, on the right back position because, I mean, it's Fridolina Rolfe uh, again, and she is fast. Um, so I'm I'm gonna be surprised if Hanna Blondel doesn't play in the right back. But I also think that I, I I would not get too surprised if we could see Sophie Ingle on the right back.
0: Um, I thought about was... Midi going to the right and Sophie coming centrally, perhaps as an option. But you know, I don't think Midi is actually the fastest player either, nor is Sophie. So perhaps Hannah. Is the answer, Jane? What's your thoughts on on that team?
1: Um, I'd keep it the same. I think. I think Emma will start. I think she'll either start Hannah or Jess, but I'd I'd prefer Jess to start for this game. Uh, sorry, Hannah to start for this game.
0: I thought there was going to be some controversy then in the team selection, but obviously <laughs> not. Um, let's try and predict the outcome of the game. Then, Mia, I think you got it spot on. Is that right? This guy,
2: no, I, I said 2-0 last time yeah. to Chelsea, uh, and I was so close. <laughs> no, um, I, I think, oh, this, this is so hard. I, I could see it end 1-1 one, one or something like that, because I, I do think that both teams are going to score.
0: Jane, how about you?
1: Um I'm gonna go two one to us again.
0: Good score. Mia said two
1: away goals.
0: Yeah, Mia did say goals. I'm gonna go three two to Chelsea. Um getting the third goal to to win the tie and some wild celebrations in Budapest and online because people were not there. people at work I'm going to miss it again thank you UEFA for, for that lovely piece of scheduling for the Champions League quarterfinals hopefully the semi-finals are a bit of a nicer time for those of us who are employed have to pay bills who knows um, that's all for part one join us after this very short break when we'll be back to review Aston Villa and the Chelsea news from the previous week Fans, real opinions. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play.
2: FootballFanCast.com
0: Welcome back to part two of Webomo Kings Meadow. Time now to look back at Chelsea's return to the top of the WSL table with Sunday's win over Aston Villa. Jane, run us through the all important information from this game.
1: So Chelsea lined up this one in a 4-4 formation with Mussovic in goal, Jess Carter, Bright, Erickson, and Blundell in defence, a midfield four of Jesse Fleming, G. Cuthbert and Wrighton, with Fran and Sam up front. Emma used all five available substitutes with Peniel Harder, Drew Spence, Neve Charles, Melanie Leopold and Aggie Beaver-Jones coming on for Frank Kirby, Aaron Cuthbert, Jess Carter, Sam Kerr and Guru Wrighton. This left Carly Telford, Sophie Ingle, Yona Anderson and Georgia Fox as the unused subs. Stats-wise, Chelsea Chelsea's stats are first. An XG of 1.50 to 0.03 Shots 15, 4 on target, 1, 1 on target. Possession 66% to 34%. Passing accuracy 86% to 68%. Possession loss 92 to 102. Recoveries 81 to 65. Clearances 10 to 14. Interceptions 39 to 29. Jules 1, 107 to 81 fouls five to three, yellow cards zero to one, counter-attacks with shots, six with three shots, zero with zero shots, corners seven to one, crosses slash accuracy, accurate, accurate, accurate. I can't even say the word. Accuracy, Accurates. that's it. 15 <laughs> to four and one to zero.
0: Thank you very much, Jane. Uh, Mia, I won't hijack your tactical assessment this time, what was your takeaway from the game?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a boring game. I, I I, I mean, I had to watch this game in the car from Gothenburg yesterday because I was down to photograph a Swedish cup game. Uh, and then I was just like, you know, the first half they played bad uh, and boring uh, and it was like, you know, they were Champions League hangover, uh, which which I had expected them to be. So I just think that they weren't, it was kind of, you know, they had the ball, played it around, played it in the middle, but it didn't happen anything. So I haven't, you know, obviously I haven't had the chance to, to look at the stats in this game, but I think that probably Millie Bright and Magda had uh, a lot of the ball, you know, and uh, it just was that game. Yeah, and when you obviously you ch- change a lot of players, and they they come on, they do the, their job, but you can you can tell it's not the same.
0: Uh, Too much. They got t- the job done. Too much tap, not enough boom. I think. Yeah,
2: exactly.
0: What we want to say about this game. That's a good. good Let's try and bring some life to this boring game, then, so this review isn't boring as well. Uh, Jane, let's talk about the lineup, the back four in particular. Uh, We kind of predicted that Hannah Blundell coming at right back, but it was Jess Carter obviously got the nod with Hannah in at left back. Uh, Essentially, uh, Millie Bright and Magda Eriksson both made to play another full ninety minutes. Does that suggest that Emma doesn't trust anybody else in that position?
1: Um, I don't think it's that she doesn't trust anyone else. I just think they are our two strongest players to play in that position. And when they've not played, the likes of the Brighton loss, obviously you can't blame it just because one player didn't play. Um, the game sort of hasn't gone our way. And I do, I think they're just the best two people to play in that position.
0: It's not that she doesn't trust anyone else. There is nobody else. It's just Magda and Millie, and they're going to have to play every game from here on out, uh, especially with Marin's injury. Mia, you mentioned Chelsea's Champions League hangover, you know, and it did look like that, but then again, Emma didn't make a lot of changes. So what's sort of the missing ingredient, so to speak, from the team if players are coming in that are fresh? Uh, why aren't they reaching the levels that perhaps we expect them
2: to? I actually, I, I was so happy to see Jessie Fleming starting again because I think she she played so well in the County Cup final. Uh, but I was sort of missing her doing the same thing uh, in this game. But I, I don't think she 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 played the same role. It wasn't her. Her doings in in this game, and and you can see, I mean, she's a good footballer, you know. I I I had to to go in to watch something about her, you know to learn something about her more than just knowing that she is a tough cookie. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, she's she's got more apps for Canada than Magda has for Sweden, and she's twenty three years old and Magda is twenty seven, and and that's. That tells me. I mean, she she played the World Cup, um, uh, 2015. She played the Olympics. She has experience, and I, I'm 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 just sort of surprised that Emma doesn't use her more. Um, so I think she was fun to watch. I mean, she she is looked like she had some fun with Aston Villa's defenders as well from time to time, and I I, I just I just so wanted her to to get a shot on target and, and into the back of the net. So I think that I always enjoy watching Jesse Fleming because she's, she's a good footballer. Do
0: you think it's a case of where Emma doesn't play them enough? I mean, I can't remember the last time Jess Carter started the game, but they're not playing sort of often enough to create relationships on the pitch, perhaps, that you know the likes of Frank Irby and Sam and kind of Harder had because they played together so much. Their relationships are blossoming in, whereas when she changes the team, they hardly ever play together in a match situation. So that's why it's a bit slow and repetitive with the passing because there's not a natural progression of the ball.
2: Well, perhaps, but I do think that, you see, when when you change uh, a lot of players and then you when you take... Uh, I mean, she made all the five subs and then you have Melanie Lopols and Penilla Harder coming into with one academy player Uh, and you could see that that the pace is I mean let I mean obviously I I'm a big fan of Penilla Harder let's just put that one out again Uh, but I do think she she brings the pace you know her specialty is you know turning around and, and go forward. It's not often you see her doing a pass back if she gets the ball. Uh, she goes forward. She turns and she passes the ball forward. And I do think that's what sort of is missing when she isn't on the pitch. Uh, but I do think that Jesse Fleming could, could have that role. Uh, and I could be like you say. Uh, if if you don't know each other very very well in, in those positions because I think that uh, when uh, Panilla came on, her and Jesse, uh, they have the same you know will to go forward. Uh, so again, I I'm so sorry that Fleming couldn't you know score when she dribbled around with <laughs> with Billas' defense.
0: We are willing Jesse Fleming to score uh, every game from now on. Jane, somebody that did score was Sam Kerr again. Uh, Another header, which is sort of phenomenal for someone of her size. Um, But that sort of, the goal shows her intelligence as a striker that she peeled off her defender, then made the run at the right time just to get that yard, get her jump in and head the ball uh, off the post and into the goal. Um, There's no question really, but
1: Just Sam, her basically. Yeah, I think I think she done well. Obviously, if she'd have run too soon, then she would have been called offside. And the way her and Sam like link up, that I feel like I said to Mum, I said they're like twins, like they talk to each other just through like brainwaves. And the way like she saw Fran with the ball and then made the run as Fran hit it, Uh, the goal. I'd have to say that I did think as it hit the goalpost, it was going to bounce the other way, just. Us happened before, so I was glad it did hit the goalpost and bounce in.
0: Yeah, luckily for, for us, it went the right way past the goalkeeper who looked a bit confused at the whole situation. Uh, but Mira I felt Aston Villa was starting to get back into this game after 1 0. Chelsea was sloppy in possession. Um, Musovic giving away a couple of questionable uh, passes that um, luckily weren't punished. Uh, but then Chelsea again, Kirby and Kerr linking up, scoring another goal. I suppose it helps for Chelsea that they can play not great, but then have those two up front to sort of get them out of trouble when they need to. Uh,
2: Of course. And I think that, uh, you know, if you compare this game to like Brighton, where uh, Emma did too many, perhaps too many changes, I think, of course... You put play; those players are on the pitch to do what they did yesterday. But I, I can, you know, feel like what what is gonna happen if some one of them gets injured or something? Uh, because in a game like that yesterday, where those two, um, you know, are doing the job, um, it makes me kind of want. It's like you you said it before, Magda and Bright. One of them gets injured. Yeah, what do we do? Uh, obviously, it went. It worked out <laughs> the last time, but now we don't have Mielde either. So, so it's it makes you kind of think that uh, it's great to watch, but still, kind of makes makes me a little bit worried. What what happens if if they? Because it was when I think Kirby went off first. And then, you know, uh, Penilla came on and she assisted Kerr in a perfect, you know, like she sort of just chipped the ball over Aston Villa's defense. Uh, and then it wasn't a goal. So, I mean, if you look at the stats, you, you wanted me to say something about Villa being more going forward no they had they had nothing Uh, i mean they had one shot and one shot on target otherwise they were but but i think that uh, about sechira musovic i mean it was her first home game you know king's meadow going out Uh, i think she looked a bit nervous Um, and the communication with magda one time wasn't that good I think she sort of passed, passed the ball to, to a Villa uh, striker or something but I mean Villa was missing Stine Larson. Uh, I think the Dane uh, I didn't look at her lineup <laughs> but but I do think she was miss, missing and they just passed the ball to Eva Bucci sort of expecting her to do miracles and no I mean I just looked at at Magda's stats right, right now when we, we talked, and, and she was like 100%, again, in defensive duels, uh, aerial duels. Uh, and I think she, she bounced back from the Wolfsburg game, um, so...
0: I think it helps um, when your opposition don't want to attack very much, and their only attacking option is to pass the ball to their one player. Expect them to travel through the whole team and, and score. Um Jane, I know Mia spoke about Jessie Fleming quite a lot just then, but in the in the build-up to the goal, you know, she did very well closing down the goalkeeper. She forced the error. You know, she obviously in the quantity cup played very well. She's making a case for her to be more involved in this team, isn't she?
1: Yeah, I think she's been playing brilliantly. I'm gutted she didn't get a goal. She was so like, the chances she did have, she didn't even hesitate. She just went for it. And she did well to help us get that second goal, obviously close down the defender and the keeper, to then have a poor pass to Fran, who managed to pass it. And I think the more we see of her, like Mia said, she's, she's been brilliant for her age she is. She's achieved so much, and not many people can say they've done what she's done. And I think the more the more game time she gets the more confidence she's gonna get and I think if she plays on Sunday I think she will get a goal
0: yeah Jesse flowing in I've got my next uh, Chelsea social pieces on her using a lot of Mia's stats um, I must say um, whenever I write that that'll be out uh, sometime Mia I saw Jean's heat map after this game uh, it was red in a lot of places you know she had one of yeah, one of those G games where she was she was here, she was there she was under the hoarded on the side of the pitch at one stage, just everywhere wasn't she?
2: Yeah, I mean she was the player that uh, had to take uh, several positions also when the subs uh, were being done so I think that's uh, it just shows that I mean she, she might be a bit, bit rusty when she's going to shoot I think because she was off target. She had a brilliant chance uh, to shoot and then the ball just went wide. But I think she, she, like you said, it was her this time around that made the ground tour. I mean, she played three different positions, I see here. Um, and that's, I mean, total actions uh, of her was like uh, 90, 72, uh, out of non- 93 uh, actions were successful i mean 77 percent that that's a lot so she was probably the best player on the pitch uh, in some ways but that's that's hard to you know argue for because she didn't score or made an assist but she's she's g
0: yeah i feel like with the arrival of Penilla, she's gone under the radar a bit where she's maybe stepped back a little bit. She does her work a bit deeper, so she doesn't have those numbers anymore to sort of say, gee, she's fantastic because of this. Whereas I think you just need to acknowledge, you know, her as a whole, what she does and her importance to the team. Jane, another sort of person I want to mention is Aggie Beaver Jones, who came on, looked pretty comfortable. Uh you know, Peniela showing her where to stand at a corner was a nice moment, a uh, big moment for her. It's good that academy players are coming through, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and I, I love seeing the academy players come through. I think where we've got such a big squad and everyone's brilliant, I think it's great that Emma's still giving the academy players a chance. So the, for the likes of her and Georgia Fox, it's it's showing that they want to be in this Chelsea first-team squad. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um So so last week we called the show Just Keep Winning and I think this game encapsulated that perfectly. You know, it wasn't very good. Mia said it was boring. Hopefully our review was more insightful and uh, can keep you awake a bit longer than the game did. But, you know, at the end of the day, we had to win. We did win. We was able to make changes. We rested some key players. We're back above Manchester City. The title is in our hands. It's all down to us, you know, just keep winning. Chelsea, we don't care if they're boring for now, just as long as you win. Uh, Jane, run us through the play of the match poll from this game.
1: So the Chelsea Women Supporters Group ran their play of the match poll over on Twitter. The four options were Hannah Blundell, who received 8% of the vote, Frank Kirby received 14%, G received 15%, and the women with, winner with 63% of the vote was
0: Sam Kerr. Yeah, two goals, a high five from Emma and a player of the match vote. Yeah, pretty good afternoon for Sam. Though I agree with Mia that G you know, had a great game and I think she deserved a few more percentage votes than she got. But player of the match votes are decided on who scores the most goals, as we all know. Jane, what about the league table? How does that look after this sort of weekend's round of games?
1: So Chelsea are back on top of the WSL on 47 points. Manchester City are second with... 45 points. Manchester United are on a third on 38 points, and Arsenal, with a game in hand, a fourth with 35 points. After them come Everton, Brighton, Reading, Tottenham, Birmingham City, Bristol City, Aston Villa, and West Ham.
0: It's looking good for Chelsea. It's quite an interesting league this year, isn't it? You know, you've got Chelsea and City going for the title, Arsenal, Manchester United going for third, and then you've got probably Birmingham, Bristol City, Aston Villa and West Ham all looking to stay up in the league. So, you know, lots of great games to watch out there if you want to watch something um, over the next week or so. Um, let's move on then to a news update. Jane, it's been a very quiet week. I had to scrape the barrel of news stories to fill this little segment up. Um, what's been happening?
1: Um, so ESPN was... Resi- revealed their top 50 women's players in the world right now. They ranked Bethany England, 42nd, Melanie Leopold's 37th, Magda Eriksson was in 34th, G was 18th, Frank Kirby was ranked 12th, Peniel Harder was 4th and in 2nd place was Sam Kerr. Guru Wrighton became the latest Chelsea player to reach a milestone. Her start against Aston Villa was her 50th appearance for the Blue.
0: Jane, I saw the journalist who made the ESPN list tweeted um, about several nights of not sleeping, making this list. Do you think that's why it's so bad? Because they didn't sleep properly?
1: I am very shocked by it. Probably. The fact that, obviously, Sam Kerr is a world-class player, but the fact that she's higher than Peniel, I'm quite shocked
2: at.
0: Yeah. Mia, not good, was it?
2: I mean, this is, I'm, I'm going to put some perspective into this because I, I talked about this with the Nor- Norway head coach as well. I just you know, asked him straight out what he, he as a coach, what, what does he think, think about these lists? And then we just talked about, yeah, well, it's no surprise that Sam Yu is a US player, is on top uh, of a list made by US journalists. You know I, I i can see they obviously don't watch a lot of women's football in europe so that's why but but i agree i think also i would have liked to see frank kirby in top 10 um, and it was sort of like you no know, when you watch the list, you, you wondered, okay, is this for 2020 or 2021? What do they want? They were mixing it all up and then, and then, yeah, it was just a strange list, but I think this is, this is what's going to happen, you know, with women's football growing uh, media outlets uh, like to do lists because they are getting interactions on Twitter, uh, both good and bad, (laughs) but, um, I mean, it was, I have to say this, you know, because it was funny to watch uh, Barcelona-Manchester uh, City game after this list, uh, and then Sam Hughes was completely invisible. Uh, nowhere to be seen. Yeah, but she is American, so let's not forget that. Yeah, um, I, know, I know. A lot of Arsenal
0: influence in this list as well, and it was supposed to be the top 50 players that win the world right now. Um, so struggling to see how many of their players got into the list especially Milam at third I know she is top scorer in the league but come on let's be serious for a second <laughs> you mentioned you interviewed Norway's manager one player you must have spoke about was was Guru 50 appearances for Chelsea um, I love her as a player I think you need to sort of force a position for her really she's been Unfortunate of the switch to four four two, it sort of leaves her out a bit, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, we talked about uh, uh, we talked about Mar-Mjellda as well, you know, because um, if we can have this talk, because I'm I'm gonna write about this later. But you see, in Norway they have a lot of um, offensive, uh, you know, talent. Uh, so compared to Sweden, we're like the, the you know the brick wall. <laughs> So we have a lot of, of players good at defending. Um, so obviously Guro Reiten is a, is a starter in Norway. You no, know, um, and and he speaks he speaks highly of, of you know the WSL players. Um, and I think he's he's like um, I like the way he talks because he was the coach. I I if if. This is also, you have to know this, because he was the coach in Choping when Magda, Jona and Panilla played in, in Linköping. Uh, it's like a joke because he, he sort of produced players for Wolfsburg uh, a couple of years there. <laughs> was was a lot of players going from Linköping to Wolfsburg. But then he, he took over Norway at 2017. And then, I mean... You know, Maran Mjelde, she was a defensive midfielder and they had to you know re- just changed in Norway so he made her uh, a defender instead and then she has been playing defender in Chelsea too so I think it's but I mean obviously he was like Guro Reiten is, is a starter for Norway and, and I mean it's going to be interesting to see if This, uh, like you mentioned, uh, her playing time in Chelsea—if it's going to affect her performance in Norway, Uh, I hope not, because I think she she's like she deserves a lot of attention and and because she's she's also a playmaker uh, in some ways. Yeah,
0: Jane uh, Guru obviously we know as the assist queen. you know, a fantastic player to have in the squad. What's your sort of highlights of her playing time for Chelsea so far?
1: Um, I think she's been a brilliant signing. Obviously, we signed her after the 2019 World Cup. And she's just shown so much. She's like, brought a lot to the squad. And week in, week out, she'll come out and just try her best. And I do think she's a brilliant player. And she's a brilliant player for Norway as well.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Emma does stick with this diamond and she doesn't play many big games going forward, what will happen with her in the future? Because obviously she's a player that can play for many teams in Europe, you know, a lot of teams would want to sign her if she's not playing. Um, but hopefully we find a space for her because you need her in the team somewhere. Um,
2: I, I, th- I just have to say something as well because of that, because... I- the, like we talked about last last time, Jonna's role has sort of changed as well, and her and Righten was linking up very good last season, and I think that's you know that's what's happened when, when one player's role gets changed just a tiny bit, uh, because then last season Gu- Guro was involved with in the attack uh, play a lot more than Jonna this year jonna is more in the final third to to prevent you know to, to uh, you know um, um take part of the build up more so it's yeah i think it's 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 hard you know when when these situations came uh, comes up because but i i'm really looking forward to see her play for norway they're going to play Germany and Belgium uh, during this break.
0: Yeah, so if you do want to see more of Guru, you have to watch Norway at the minute. And obviously, we have got um, Sam and Fran who would like to assist each other. Um, so perhaps they don't don't need Guru as much to assist them. But you know, we love her here. Many Chelsea fans love her. So you know, congratulations to her on reaching fifty appearances. Hopefully, you know, it won't be long till that's a hundred. Um, like many others in this squad. we have reached it recently. Um, let's move on to a loan report then. Um, only Jamie Lee Napier was involved in Birmingham's one-all draw with Bristol City at the weekend. She played the 490, but Emily Murphy missed out due to injury. Obviously, we're going to play Birmingham next weekend, so I don't think the girls are going to be able to play um, in that game. I'm not 100% sure. I
1: think when we played Birmingham at theirs in October, Jamie Lee was allowed to play, Um, but I don't know because I don't know what will happen because obviously they're both there. So I think maybe they might be able to, but obviously it depends what the clubs agree on.
0: Yeah, normally, sort of men's football, sorry for the ignorance, but when they send them on loan, they like them not to play against their team because obviously they know more about them than the other players do. But as you said, she did play in the first game. So we'll see. Obviously, Birmingham, one of the only things you've not previewed before on the show. So that's why that fact is missed. Um, Whether they play or not, you know, apart from that game on Sunday, good luck to them for the rest of the season uh, in their battle to stay up. I think they should be safe. Hopefully, it's West Ham, West Ham, West Ham. Um, That is all for part two. Uh, But before we go to this break, we've got our usual parish notices. Uh, Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us by searching Went to Mo Kings Meadow or clicking the link in the description box. Uh, We publish three or four videos a week based on this podcast. So if you'd like to see some faces as well as the voices, YouTube is the place to go. I've got a hairband in this week because the hair keeps going in my eyes at the minute. Um, Barbers are opening very, very soon. And I'm very, 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 very sorry. Uh, for all our YouTube um, viewers. Uh, consider this an invitation to join our Discord channel. Discord is the perfect place for matchday discussions to be involved in the Chelsea SC women's community. Uh, make sure you download the Discord app, search for Ventimo Kings Meadow, hit join. We look forward to seeing you there. We've got quite a few people in there. I don't know if you was watching it, Jane, on Sunday, but the American feed kept dropping out. So they kept saying, oh my God, what the hell and i thought the stream was behind us waiting for something to happen i was like what's going oh, on no. And they were like, oh no no we can't watch it i time.
1: don't for some reason i've not got the notifications on for the app
0: so i'm there so, and i forget Mom, i
1: forget i've got it i have to admit mum goes on it because her phone like non-stop pings but then i forget that i've actually got it so i'm sorry i'll try my hardest and get on it
0: yeah i'm on there so if you want to speak to me dream actually <laughs> I do respond to people, I remember. Um, yeah, great little app. Uh, it's quick and easy to respond without sort of the rig of Twitter and the thousands of tweets you see every second. Um, we'll leave a link for that in the description as well. Uh, a reminder, if you follow both the men's and the women's team then to check out the main Chelsea Fan Car Show. Uh, they do also have a Patreon account which you can help support the shows financially you can find that at www.patreon.com/slash/chelseafancast. If you can and would like to help support the shows, you know, please, you know, please do. But there's no obligation to. Obviously, the shows are both free, and there's no uh, incentive for donating. It's just because you love what we do, and we love you. If you do or you don't, you know, that's down to you and your money. If you want to spend a bit on our content, Yeah you know, we love you for that. Um. And also, we want as many people talking about and listening to shows about the women's team, so make sure you check out and listen to uh, London is Blue, who obviously Blue, do, do all the Allsburg game, uh, the team at 195, every other Saturday, the podcast by Daniel Charles and Jay McIntosh. And of course, make sure you check out and listen to the only other podcast which is exclusively about Chelsea SC women, France Fight Club. And obviously make sure you check out the CFCW social, aside from my column, who Mia has work on there. And lots of other amazing content from some amazing people, so make sure you're following all their socials. Uh, If you know anyone that should be on this list, please let me know and I'll add them so we can help spread the word. And of course don't forget to follow Chelsea Sports Group on Twitter and Facebook. The more supporters involved, the better for everyone. Uh, That's it for part two. Join us after this very, very short break for the preview of the and City game.
2: Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy,
0: and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. FootballFancast.com. Welcome back to part three of Wentzamo Kings Meadow. Time now for a preview of the next league fixture, which is against Burn City. Uh, Jane, Runners through their form guide ahead of this game.
1: So Birmingham City currently sit in ninth position in the league. They've won three, drawn four and lost nine, picking up 13 points. In the last five games, they've drawn two and lost three. The results run as follows with the most recent first. A 1-1 draw of Bristol City, a 2-2 draw of West Ham, a successive 4-0 defeat to Everton, Arsenal and Manchester City. Sorry, I struggled to read that then.
0: (laughs) Successive 4-0 defeats to three big teams, which obviously bodes well for for us. Although Burnham are an improved team under Carla Ward this season. But nonetheless, a few levels below Chelsea, let's be honest. Uh, Jane, I suppose it's good for us that we're playing sort of these lesser quality teams in between these big Champions League games because it allows us to rest a few players, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I think... Obviously, if we had like Arsenal, Man City, United on the back of these Champions League games, I think we would have struggled a lot more because where we're playing league, uh, teams lower down the league, we can rest some of our players and bring our youth players in and players that aren't as experienced. So it's handy It's handy to have these games instead of big games.
0: Yeah, it probably comes as no surprise that one player I want to see in Chelsea's midfield is Jesse Fleming. Um, as we've obviously spoken about at length already, where is her best position? Do you think for Chelsea, where is she as a box to box, or maybe as the ten in in place of
2: Panila? I think she, I I think she managed uh, both uh, positions well, uh, but obviously in the Bristol, you know, the Conte Cup final, she she was the one that you know put the ball on a plate for for Frank Kirby and and Sam Kerr. So I think I would like to see her play uh, from start with um uh, on Sunday, because I think they could do a lot of good things together. Um, and I was also thinking we could be sort of glad to see that Chelsea have home games also between these ties. Um, and it's, it's the international break uh, after this game on Sunday. So I think Emma could go all in with, with uh, not so many subs on Sunday as well, it, yeah. So I think this game could actually be kind of fun to watch uh, and I'm, I'm expecting a lot of goals. Um, I was watching some p- parts of Bristol uh, versus Birmingham yesterday and I mean, Birmingham—they don't have a lot uh, of players on the bench. It's a small squad, so I think. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna root for uh, a hat trick from Fleming.
0: I think I let's think start she... with let's start with one goal for Fleming, and then build up maybe to the hat trick.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I like to go all yeah. in.
0: <laughs> it's all or nothing. She's so either gonna score three or none. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think you can handle it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's look at Birmingham a bit closer then. They like to play 4-1, 4-1, uh, which is ironic because they like to lose 4-0, 4-0, 4-0. <laughs> um, Attacking-wise, their fullbacks like to get very high with their sort of wing of the players tucking inside to create that space, uh, with the likes of Christy Murray and Molly Green operating in the middle of the midfield. Jane, we'll need to be aware of that threat from out wide, especially if we're playing a diamond midfield, as we see against Wolfsburg, it leaves our fullbacks very exposed, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, I think I think the game is going to be tough. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think Birmingham, some games they have, unfortunately have lost against the big teams, but some games they have come out and they have played really well. Obviously, they came back from that, they went down one 0 against Bristol. And I think then the likes of Christine Murray and Molly Green are two that are going to catch us out.
0: Yeah, Mia. What we saw against Aston Villa was Chelsea struggling with their usual fluidity going forward. Uh, Burnham do sit deep against the bigger teams, you know, as obviously so many of the teams in this league do. Um, so if we do make a lot of changes, that could be you know have an effect on the game. So perhaps as you said, with the international break. Go in full strength, get the job done, and then make it's obviously the five changes that Emma can make. Perhaps that's the, the more more smart game plan, perhaps.
2: Yeah, I saw someone writing, uh, you know, in the supporter group one time, like you put the best starting eleven out to get the job done, then you can make a lot of subs. Uh, and I think that's that's. Yeah, I hope. Uh, that will happen on Sunday because just put put the players out, get the job done, and then you can you can um, not experiment, but you know, like let players that doesn't play um, a lot get some playing time. Uh, I mean, it's it's Sunday, and then I mean I think Sweden is gonna play the U.S. on April 10, uh, so I mean it's what what is it on Sunday? April 4th. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It, it, it is uh, that. So, I mean, and, and it, it could go down to, to you know, goal difference and, and stuff. So, and we just, I think we won 1-0 to, uh, to, uh, against Birmingham, the first, you know, the fixture in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, just get the players out get the job done and score but I I also think I would love to see Beth England return uh, on Sunday too.
0: Yeah, Beth back in the squad actually on Wednesdays when her concussion protocol elapses and she can have contacts uh, again physically. Um, Jane, Mia just mentioned there that we only beat Bowen 1-0 in the uh, return leg earlier this year. Um, You know, We struggled to break them down then. But having said that, we've come a long way in our attacking sense this season from the start of the year compared to now. Um, We should still have enough to beat Birmingham, shouldn't we?
1: Yeah, I think think our squad has changed, not obviously people-wise, but just the way we've developed since the beginning of the season. We're much better... A like much stronger squad than we were at the beginning and I think it, we will come out a lot better than we did when we played them in the reverse fixture
0: yeah Mia when I watch Chelsea without Panilla Harder and they're playing a four four two 2 with a diamond you know for me it doesn't work as well perhaps because there's nobody at that level that she operates at should we if she's not playing should we play with wingers so we've got an outlet for the ball
2: yeah, I think here, here's, I'm going to say something a bit controversial right now, <laughs> because I think here's the deal. Uh, I don't think that we have seen the best of Pernilla Harder yet. Uh, with, with that being said, I, I think that it's also because she she hasn't come up to level her best level yet. I think she knows that too, but also... Emma hasn't used her in her best position um, that many times. Because I think you have to, you have to decide how you want to attack. Um, and if you play Pranila Harder in a 442 diamond, she's good, but she's at her best when you play her um, in the middle with you know three uh, supporting uh, one lone striker up front. But in that game, you know, go, go back to Arsenal, uh, when Emma played 4-2-3-1, uh, Sam Kerr did, didn't score. I just think it, it's sort of, you know, telling uh, also. So it, it all... At the end of the day, how do you want to attack? Uh, how do you want to use a player like that? Uh, and we, we can sit here and say, you know, like many... <laughs> I've heard a lot of people saying that, that okay, but, but Chelsea is not Wolfsburg. Chelsea is not Linköping. But to be honest, both in Linköping and Wolfsburg, she has been used uh, for her best skills. And it's not the deal here. Uh, and I think with that being said, she, she makes it, um, she does it very, very good. Uh, anyway, because I mean, when she joined Wolfsburg uh, back in, two, yeah, 2017, she scored like six goals. Uh, her first half season there. I mean, she has obviously scored more goals here. Um, this is her first season, and she's not being played uh, in her usual, you know, position. Uh, so I think it's hard, but. Uh, for Wednesday uh, and for as many games as possible from now on, just play the 4 four two three one, 3 and you will see, uh, I think we ain't seen nothing yet of what she can can do for a team.
0: Yeah, it's obviously an interesting, you know, tussle that Emma has to have with herself over what she does with this team because the diamonds obviously worked recently uh, Sam and Fran are scoring lots of goals. But if you've got someone of that level, it feels a bit silly not to utilize them perhaps to their best level because you're missing out on, you know, the best player in the world, being the best player in the world, because you're not playing them in a in a role that fully suits them, although she has been fantastic in the role that she's in. Um Jane, I was going to ask the question that if Burnham sits so deep, can you give Brighterex and the day off? But I'm thinking that we're going to not rest anybody for this game.
1: No, I think I think with the games coming up, even though Brighton aren't as as high as City and Arsenal, you can't you can't take the chance and rest one of them or both of them. Because you've got to go out and win every single game. Emma's got to put out her strongest squad. Obviously, it'd be nice for Bright and Magda to have a break because apart from Magda with her injury, they've not stopped. But I think at this moment in time in the league, we we can't risk it.
0: Yeah, I suppose, Mia, how much will Wednesday's result affect Emma's selection? Because if, obviously, if we lose, then it's only the league left for us to win, as well as the FA Cup, of course. But... If we lose, if we win, sorry, then obviously we're having a boost of confidence that we're in the semi finals. Perhaps she's thinking more longer term to rest players.
2: I mean, I, I, I'm going to give you some sort of boring answer here, but but let's just say that every player of the Wolfsburg uh, is fit and you know healthy and eager to play. Just play your best uh, squad. Um uh, because I think uh, I think, yeah, I don't know what to say because, because this is this is all, at the end of the day it's gonna come down to uh, how you know, exhausted the players will be mentally, uh, perhaps after a Wolfsburg game.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Having said all that, I'm gonna pick a team now that you're probably going to change dramatically. Um, I went with 4 three, three, just for the wingers, basically, because I missed them. Uh, Muzovic coming back in goal. Uh, I think she's at the level now to rotate a bit more with AKB. Uh, the back four is Charles Bright-Eriksson and Anderson. Uh Ingalls are holding midfielder with Fleming and G ahead of her. Then Cuthbert on the right, right and on the left. And Bethany England as the central striker. Um, Jane Birmingham are not very good. Let's not forget that. Although we did lose to we lost to obviously to Brighton, but they're not as good as Brighton. You know, the relegation fodder. We can rest some players. And Obviously, you know, the players are going to play lots of games internationally as well. We don't want them to go there and get injured either. What's your thoughts?
1: Um, I'd start Berger instead of Musovic. Um, I think I'd keep the rest the same. I think I would just swap the goalkeeper out.
0: Can't drop Musovic. She's our number one. No, I'm famous because of Musovic in Sweden. As me, <laughs> they're gonna send me the kit to wear at the Euros. Whole lot. I'm now a Swede. I'm You're famous Sve- from your song. The reverse. Sve- I was showing Sve-
1: everyone the song.
0: <laughs> me. Was- I feel like. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jaden.
1: I feel like in this game we need. I know, obviously, Musovic is a good goalkeeper, but I feel like we need Berger in goal.
0: She likes to take a few hits in Champions League games. So I'm thinking that she gets rested again. Yeah, she likes to go. Through it's a walls. tough one. It is. Me, what's your thoughts on the team? Obviously, the Swedes are all in. Would you like to rest any of them before the internationals?
2: Yeah, in in the best um, you know in in the best of worlds, I will. Would would like both Magda and Jona get some rest <laughs> <laughs> the, the international break because they're gonna play the U.S. I mean it's like, um, but yeah, I, I can actually see Jonna get some rest to play Blondell uh, on the as a right right back again. Um, I also think that Sophie Ingle could play center back instead of uh, Millie Bright versus Birmingham so some changes i'm not sure but i think yeah you said you said 433 three, so we we can keep it that but i actually think that sophie ingle could play uh, next to magda to get bright give bright some rest because she deserves it uh,
0: I think yeah. so. It's gonna be an it's always an interesting selection with Emma. It's hard yeah. to um, yeah. Guess, uh, my original team did have Blondel in it, but the fact that she's gonna play against Wolfsburg, I think, changes that opinion for me. And obviously Anderson was rusted for Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, just my thinking, but you no. Know. Emma's Emma, she does what she likes, when she likes, how she likes. We can't um argue with her. Ever, really. Um, Predictions then? Mia, the Oracle, what's the score going to be?
2: 4-0, Chelsea.
0: They like to lose 4-0, Birmingham. I can see why you've gone with
2: 4-0. Yeah, I think so.
0: Jane, what about you?
2: Um, I'm going
1: to go 3-1. I think Birmingham might manage to get one past us somehow. How? I don't know how, but I have a feeling that we're going to concede.
0: Unless they kick the ball from their box and it goes in the wind and they're, going <laughs> their laces, they're not going to score. Well, I, think I hope they
1: going. don't, but... Yeah, no. Yeah.
0: Change, change your prediction, please.
1: I, I'll change it to 3-0 then.
0: Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Serious football podcast. With serious <laughs> I think it's going to be with that team... Yeah, at least 3-0 because Fleming's going to score a hat-trick as I already said and then I think Bethany England is going to score as well so I'm going to go 5-0 just not to copy Mia really but I think gonna go 4-0 again but I'll say 5 just to um just to be different basically um, let us know your prediction from this game you know, if you're watching on YouTube hello um, comment if you're listening tweet me give me some friends please um, yeah, that's about it for Birmingham. Looking forward to it. I think it's on BT Sport, isn't it?
1: No, BBC half-12 oh, kick BBC red button at half-12.
0: Okay. If you've got a red button that yeah. at the standby. Yeah, I think it is. Push your red button, you'll be able to watch Chelsea women. And for well,
2: Scandinavian, Scandinavian viewers and Finland, we, we it's going to be on via play. We can say that now, since I'm since I'm Going yeah. to be watching from Sweden, so. And
0: obviously, I have a lot of listeners in Sweden because I'm, you know, big out yeah, there. Exactly, yeah,
2: exactly, exactly. We, we have, have to, we have to speak them. to them as well, yeah. you know.
0: Of course. Yeah. It's there. That's why I picked all the Swedish players because you know, as a Swede, I want to see the Swedes. Um, that's it for part three. Join us after this little little break for part four. Where we've got your emails.
2: fans real
0: opinions i'm jason cundy and you're listening to the chelsea football fancast up the chelsea
2: football fancast.com
0: welcome back to the fourth and final part of episode 18 of went to time now for your emails jane who has been in touch with us this week So
1: we've had an email from Nicholas, who's in Nigeria. He says, I love the momentum of the team and I'd like to inquire as to why the fifth stand-up are not showing all the matches. I love the women's team players, but the avenue to view their matches should be made more easy. I love the Kirby connection. Thanks, Nicholas.
0: Yeah, not just Sweden where we're big, Jane. Nigeria as well, represented all over the world. Um, (laughs) Going global. Yeah, in terms of the fifth stand-up, I'm guessing it's just because of the the rights of, you yeah, know, there is no rights at the moment, but they do show, obviously, the European games on there, but the league games are all FA player or BBC or BT at the moment. So I'm guessing that's going to change soon with, with Sky's deal. Um, Mia, you agree that the avenue to watch the women's games, not just Chelsea, but generally, should be easier for everyone, shouldn't it?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously. But, but you see, I think you guys in England are very lucky uh, because, like, we have a platform in Sweden for the Swedish league, but that's geo blocked, you know, restrictions. And then it's, it's a site in Mexico that just picked up the Swedish league and, and just show, shows it all over the world. But uh, I think the FA player is uh, it's unique in, the, in that way. And I think it's, obviously, it would be, yeah, it would mean a lot to a lot of people to, you know, have the the games, all the games on fifth stand. But I would just like to take this, uh, you know, opportunity because every uh, weekend when there's a game or midweeks also, it's, it's all over the supporters group on Facebook, where can I watch the game, where can I? So you have to... You have to understand that if a, a, a game is selected for TV, then it's going to be broadcasted uh, in the same on the same platforms every time. It's it's like here, Scandinavia and Finland, it's via Play, uh, and it's Sportsnet for Canada, Optus Sport for Australia, Sparks uh, Sport in New Zealand. Um, what else we, uh, yeah, we have the, you know, BT Sport or BBC Red button uh, or BBC in England. Uh, but every time these questions comes, so I'm starting to think, think that, yeah, uh, people have to learn where to watch for the games also, because it's, um, it's the same question all over. <laughs> And, and that's expect- that tells you something as well. So
0: yeah. some people just expect it to be on their TV
2: when they switch it on. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. push the button and then there's Chelsea women. But it's women's football. That doesn't yeah. happen. You have to search and, and do the job.
0: And even when it's broadcast, sometimes you know in America they cut off and show a car auction. So yeah. you know, let's um hope that Sky do a good job with what yeah. they paid for it.
2: We we have to we can we can just bring up, uh, ATA football as well because that's in Germany, Italy, and the US, and in the US you have the NBC Sport as well. So.
0: Yeah, lots of places. Obviously, it's growing more and more the women's game where they play. Uh, Jane Nicholas loves the Kirby connection. We too love the Kirby connection, don't we?
1: Yeah, I think. If anybody doesn't like their connection, they're crazy. And I don't know what they're watching if they don't like it. It's just, it's brilliant. And they just, they just bounce off each other so well.
0: Fran is the shrimp to Sam's Barbie. How about that?
1: Sounds good.
0: Like that. I like that. (laughs) If I was good on Photoshop, I'd make a graphic of that. But I'm not, so it won't. Uh, If you've got something you want to say about the team or the show or the latest game or women's football or anything, um, you can do so by emailing us at wenttomokingsmeadow at gmail.com and we will read them out on the show, as we've just done for Nicholas from Nigeria. Thank you very much, Nicholas, for getting in touch. And that is how we're going to end the show this week because that is all we've got time for. Um, We'll be back next week to discuss that second leg against Wolfsburg and the Berlin City game. Uh, Jane a pleasure talking to you again hopefully another victory to discuss against Wolfsburg next week
1: yeah looking forward to it hopefully a win against Wolfsburg and a win against Birmingham
0: that sounds good to me uh, Mia again massive thank you for coming on I'm sure we're going to get twice as many messages this week about how good you were yeah
2: right
0: thank you very much for giving up your time and coming to join us
2: thank you for-
0: and you obviously say hello to all the Swedes for me. Um
2: Yeah, I would I will say hello to to every Swede I meet tomorrow out on the street from Dean in the UK. Um, I'm sure they know who you are.
0: When the travel restrictions <laughs> obviously are lifted, <laughs> I can come and perform the secure song. Yeah live. Yeah. Live in Sweden. Um what was I gonna say? I don't know. Follow us on, on social media, that's what I was gonna say. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Mo Kings Meadow, me at Dean Mears, Jane at Jane Chapel X, and me at Mia underscore Erickson. You can also find us on Instagram at Went to mo Kings Meadow. Um, Don't forget you can contact Joe by email, get your points heard. The address again is went to mo Kings Meadow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, Chelsea fans from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying. Home.